uh, before we go on, I just want to check on some sports stats. You know, keep myself sharp here on the sports. And I'll use my computer and just go in here. I'm going to check. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Dave. It's a Thursday night live stream presented by DraftKings. Dylan, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, man. Um, pretty chill little uh, fall evening here in Austin, Texas, and it's Texas OU weekend, so I'm pretty excited about that and uh, excited for today's uh, program. What's Can I say, your, your position with your shoulder is very flirty, and I don't it know is flirty. I don't know what you're trying to do. Uh, I'm not against mm -hmm. it, but it is noticeable. Like I want, I want someone to ask me out on the dance floor or something. Yeah, you're just a little, you're a little heartache on the dance floor, aren't you? You're two white wines deep right. right there. That is a, right that's two or three white wines deep sitting at a Eddie V's uh, bar right there. <laughs> you're damn right. Man, I, sounds very familiar. Hey, here's a guy. Here's a guy who um, has been the key to the Brew Crew's success this season with the big move up to Wisconsin. It's KJ, live from Madison. Uh, I guess yeah, we can bring we can put the first round uh, the first round sweep uh, on the ledger of things I've brought to this state of Milwaukee as long as I can continue to claim like Damian Lillard and uh, I don't know um, yeah Damian Lillard Tanner Mordecai Tanner Mordecai <laughs> the things I've brought to the state of Wisconsin like I'll take that with pride in fact I'm excited for our guests you know to to look ahead. Uh, because obviously he's probably familiar with Tanner Mordecai's uh, early career chapters as well. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, before we bring on our guest, I would like to uh, give a shout out to our good friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Hey, <clears throat> football is back in full swing with another week of epic games. News got you covered on the action for every single one of them. It's the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this October. Get in on the NFL Week 5 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code WASHED to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code WASHED. The crown is yours. See show notes for details. You want to bring the guy on? Let's do it. Bring him on, KJ. My, my, my favorite sooner. Eddie Radosevich. What's happening? Hey, the only reason I feel like you guys have invited me back on is because uh, since I've known you, Oklahoma hasn't scored against Texas. <laughs> I, I take great offense to that. Purely coincidental, Eddie. It, it's, it's, not, it's not about you, I swear. Also, I... If, if T-Man hears what I just said about you being my favorite, you don't know who T-Man is. we got a buddy who's, who's a big OU guy. He's going to kill me if he heard me say that, so hope he's not listening. Uh, but, Eddie, welcome back, man. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. One of the uh, the best weeks of the year, OU Texas, and uh, can't wait to get down to Dallas. You going to the game? I've, yeah, I was, I was going to say, uh, you're in studio today, which uh, obviously is located there in Oklahoma. I was anticipating maybe you were already in Dallas. What is on the agenda? Like, what's... What's on the docket for you outside of obviously attending the game? Yeah, I would I would love to uh, get down there on Thursday night. I think the uh, the college Eddie would already definitely be down there. Probably would have played golf this afternoon somewhere, and uh, probably would be uh, definitely three sheets 
uh, to start the weekend because <laughs> Thursday does start the OU Texas weekend. But mm -hmm. uh, no, I got to do radio here in Oklahoma City uh, tomorrow. So uh, do a show every Monday through Friday, six to 10. So uh, radio, then we'll probably try to hit the road about 1130 tomorrow and then get down there and uh, get back into uh, kind of the swing of OU Texas. So it's uh, Friday of OU Texas is always kind of like a family reunion of sorts. Head over to mm -hmm. maybe Katie Ice House or somewhere like that. Hang out mm -hmm. on the patio and then uh, go to dinner and get up early and get out to the fair and cover the game. Yeah, I was going to ask on game day, is it strictly business? Do you get to hit the fair for yeah. a little bit, maybe take in some deep fried butter and uh, a wax cup <laughs> beer or something like that? What does what your game day look like? Oh, it, it definitely is work. Uh, we'll, we'll be there, uh, you know, covering the game for Soonerscoop.com with on three. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that anybody that walks onto uh, the grounds of the State Fair of Texas will get a, a wax cup beer. And I will find myself doing that uh, maybe before, maybe a couple before professionally. Uh, and then, uh, not loose afterwards. So I'm excited about it. it. Should be a really good one. And just kind of glad that both teams are playing extremely well right now. So, you know, Texas obviously playing a little bit better than Oklahoma with the win in Tuscaloosa, but at the same time, uh, it's going to be a big test for Brent Venables in uh, year number two. I think that there's a lot of Oklahoma fans that are anticipating uh, a much closer game than maybe the national narrative has out there, but uh, we'll see. I think that there are still a lot of question marks as far as what Oklahoma actually is here in 2023. Yeah, that's Can I ask a question? Basically. Yeah, go ahead, Dick. Dylan, what was your beef with Dylan Gabriel today, like three hours ago on Twitter or like Fox Sports? <laughs> what was going on there? It, was, it, wasn't, with, it wasn't with with him. It was with Fox Sports who – they had a graphic comparing Quinn – like who's better or whatever, Quinn yours or Dylan Gabriel. And and since my name is Dylan and it's like the second most common way to spell it, um, I have this you know in common with uh, the OU quarterback. But people always try to put the second I in my first name, like Dillian. And so I, and that's what, that's what Fox sports did in the graphic. It was spelled correctly, but in the tweet itself, it was spelled Dillian and it drives it's for as long as I can remember, people have been making this very common mistake with my name. So I'm just like, come on guys, like figure it out. It's really not that hard. You don't say Dillian, you say Dylan. And so, uh, yeah, I had, I had, I had to call him out on it. It was, it was egregious coming from an account um, like that. I, I got some breaking news. Um, I actually have a buddy who works over at Fox Sports. They fired the social media intern um, <laughs> on, based on your tweet. So I was happy. Austin podcaster gets uh, Fox intern canned. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. I'm 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 seeing one thing here on on three. Something I I, I missed. Shouts to Nick Schultz for uh, breaking this news to me that uh, game day picker on Saturday. One Baker Mayfield will be in attendance. Yeah, yeah it's kind of crazy. Oh. I think this is the first time that I think his bye week has aligned with yeah. Texas. So the stars have kind of aligned for that to happen. And uh, it'll be good to see Baker down in Dallas. And, uh, you know, it, it, I think he's doing some stuff at Quick Trip as well. Uh, Saturday morning, or I mean, uh, tomorrow morning, Friday morning. So it's uh, he's, he's making a big run of it here over uh, the course of the weekend down in Dallas. Uh, none of the respect there. He was doing a Raising Cane's shoot with uh, Vince Young today. I saw on uh, on Twitter or X. I, oh, I was going to say, I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, not knowing Vince Young whatsoever, and I don't mean this entirely to be an insult, but I kind of picture uh, OU Texas week uh, for Vince Young, similar to it, what it is for like a couple of the bars in Dallas where you hear like, oh, St. Patrick's Day and uh, OU Texas week. That just makes his nut for the entire year. It's like, 
whatever can be done, I imagine during those 10 days, the guy's going to do. And I respect it. I, re- I certainly respect it. Yeah. You got, you got to chase the bag somehow, KJ. It's, it's more difficult for some. All right. <laughs> I respect it. I want uh, Eddie's perspective on um, uh, the exit of the big 12. I feel like a lot of the conversation is centered on Texas a little bit more so than Oklahoma. And I don't know if that's because how thing of how things are going in Stillwater. As of right now, I believe their coach is still employed. Um, do you feel like Oklahoma's exit is not being like paid enough attention to, or like what's the chatter there in terms of this being their final year in the Big 12? I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, I don't know if people really care about the conversation. They're leaving. Uh, it, it's something mm-hmm. that the fan base has wanted for uh, quite some time. I think that uh, you know the the ideology and the the fan base and the passion that Oklahoma fans have for uh, you know college athletics. They've always felt like has uh, kind of I, I guess matched what everything is in the SEC, and uh, I, it's a general excitement I think for uh, Oklahoma fans as well as Texas fans to uh, be making the move. And you know I, it is a little bit scary, but at the same time I think that uh, you know with what Texas did in Tuscaloosa earlier this season. Um, and with what I think a lot of people feel like is a trajectory for Brent Venable's program, specifically in the football side of things, uh, they are recruiting at a pretty high level right now. They were able to keep together a top five class a year ago, coming off the six and seven season, and they feel like they're moving in the right direction. And I think that, you know, that's why you look at Saturday and even though it's, uh, you know, Texas and it's a big 12 game at the same time, uh, I think that there's a lot of people that feel like everything is progressing, uh, you know, quite nicely for Oklahoma athletics moving into that. And, you know, if, if, if people want to give credit or whatever, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people on Twitter that would get into this argument about like who made the move first or who's taking who with who <laughs> to the SEC. I, it can be argued. It's kind of like the, uh, the OU Texas uh, discourse this week during OU Texas week that, you know, you can do a lot of talking. It's not going to really change the, uh, the facts that they're going to still have to play the game on Saturday as much as they're going to still have to go to the SEC and uh, and compete with all those teams over there in the SEC. So it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's been kind of weird because it has been a drawn out process over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, just going on the road and having traveled with Oklahoma here over the last, I guess, really the last decade and covering the team. It's it's definitely strange walking into places, whether it be Waco or Lubbock or Manhattan, places that you knew you were never going to go back to uh, mm. in a competitive <laughs> setting. And, uh, you know, I, I think the passion and the fervor, and especially last year when Oklahoma was down a little bit, it was like blood in the water, uh, you know, particularly in places like Lubbock where they knew that, you know, this is going to be your final shot and they're going to be able to kind of send you off with a loss. So it's been kind of interesting, kind of weird, but at the same time, I think everybody's really excited about uh, everything that is the SEC. We went over to SEC media days, uh, you know, at the beginning of August and or in the middle of July, and it was it was, it was different, but at the same time, it was kind of the same. I mean... I know that there's a lot of uh, more media that go and cover something like that, and a lot more national media. But at the same time, I mean, once it begins, it's coaches saying a bunch of coach speak and players talking like they've, uh, you know, <laughs> they won the national championship during the summer. Hey, um, do you guys? So I was speaking mainly to, to Dylan and Eddie. Do you kind of see what's going on at Utah and breathe the sigh of relief that you're not having to recruit against Truck Month? <laughs> Man, that that's a move that I didn't expect a, a program like Utah to to put together. That's I don't, Eddie. You know what you know what he's talking about with the uh, yeah. the Dodge the Dodge Rams. Yeah. I saw that, and it, it's it's badass. Like I I think it's super super cool that they're able to do that with their NIL package and give all those players 
uh, a truck. But at the same time, like, would you want a, the same truck that every other teammate has? <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to drive around campus being like, oh, that there's the football players. Or Yeah. Well, no. It's going to be I mean, like uh, when they rolled out like Chromebooks in high schools or whatever. Like immediately, like, you know, you never had a laptop in, in school unless, you know, you had some means and you were a cool kid. And all of a sudden, everybody has a laptop and you're like, oh, these are pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> they did look like nice trucks, though. I oh, no, say the that. trucks are great. I, I won't say anything about the actual truck, but like the sentiment will grow quickly. Yes, absolutely. If you are a, like a new, if you just open up your state farm insurance uh, practice in like, I don't know, maybe a suburb of like Midlothian, Texas or something, then like I could really see you driving around with that, but like just your face on the back, on the tailgate. But yeah, it, it is cool. It is cool. Six month, like for every scholarship athlete, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. There was there was rumor there that that was inspired by like some of the nil work done by Rhett Bomar at Oklahoma. I thought that was you know, that that car dealership could, arrangement just kind of carried over, wow. right? Don't give wow. uh, Big Red Sports and Imports <laughs> any ideas. I'm sure that they've already talked about that. right. And I, I think that they did try and they succeeded with uh, Spencer Rattler, who had like three cars when he was in Norman. Gosh, I, I forgot about that. Uh, Grand Prairie yes. Gopher. A Grand Prairie Gopher. Masseride yep. District, uh, dis- I think six five A against the, those Duncanville Panthers. I'll never forget. I do want to ask about uh, Tanner Mordecai. Not that it matters to anybody yep. on here, but myself as a former SMU Mustang. I think uh, when he transferred to Wisconsin, where I live now here in Madison, Wisconsin, it's like, oh, what a coincidence! This will be great. This will be exciting to see. Uh, well, this will get back. That'll get back to him quick. Um, it'll be exciting to see. And uh, things have panned out about how they did at SMU, where there are flashes of uh, just pure, you know, quality. I know his stint at Oklahoma was somewhat limited. Uh, any notable stories or uh, anecdotes about old Tanner? No, not really. I mean, he just kind of got buried in the depth chart, and it was a little bit unfair, just kind of under the circumstances that he was in Norman. I actually saw him in high school at Waco Midway. Uh, oh, yes. They went to like the state's. I think they went to the state finals or the state semifinals. And I think I saw them either in the quarters or the semis. I can't remember which one. It was over at uh, Baylor's new stadium, or it was new at the time. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I have a bunch of uh, you know, people that are still around Norman, guys on staff now that were on the team then, and everybody loves Tanner. I, I yeah. was super happy that he went to uh, SMU and had the success that he did. I was a little bit surprised that he ended up jumping to another college and going to Wisconsin out of SMU. I think halfway through last season, I thought the word was going to just be that he's ready to kind of give up the, the college ball and go chase a a professional dream. But uh, I always thought he had had great arm talent. Obviously he can run a little bit. Uh, I've, I've just been, I guess, surprised that, uh, you know, it hasn't come completely together at Wisconsin, but at the same time, I do think that they're probably going through a little bit of a, you would know better than I that they're going through a little bit of a, a rebuild in Luke Fickle's first year. Yeah, definitely. It's it's funny to see uh, local sports media here. You know, a Southern statement. I guess it was Fibs like bless their heart, but like you'll see uh, uh, local comics that were basically air raid, like afraid of like how this is going to work in Wisconsin sure. and concern over how the approach will work, but. You know, uh, living in Big Ten country and growing up in Texas is a lot. Uh, it, there's 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 quite a few differences, and, and and we can get to that another time. But um, before we get on to our picks, you got another Bill OU and, guy here too, and Nick Evers. 
Oh, that's true. Who's actually, uh, yeah. And, and I was thinking that, uh, there was a shot that he might get some playing time. I thought that, uh, Tanner was going to be out a week, but, uh, it's been musical chairs for quarterbacks as, as sure. we've seen everywhere. Um, sure. text. So you week, anything else of note day, uh, Dylan, that that's on your like go-to traditions. I didn't really step into, uh, a weekend for anyone else but Eddie. I'm sorry about that. No, it's it's actually been a minute since I've been. I went there was a stretch there for about five years where I went every year. Um, but it, it's been a while. I usually just get there really early and uh, we do like a, a little tailgate situation outside the gates. And then at about nine ish or so, we would go inside and, and get some wax beers and uh, maybe a, a, a deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something and eat and put that down. But man, it's 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 honestly the most fun environment imaginable college football wise in my opinion i mean obviously i have a team that's that's part of the game but it's it's perfect the way the you know the the crowd split down the middle texas on one side ou on the other it's pretty amazing so game day atmosphere wise i can't imagine it getting much better than that but i I gotta get back fair i I don't know that best weather y'all have had best weather situation in like years 100%. One hundred percent. I I I was truly thinking about that. We were talking about the uh, this morning on the radio program. Like, I can't remember the last time that I was at the Cotton Bowl and it didn't feel like it was the center of the sun. It it and even when it's like eighty five there, it feels like it's ninety five inside the stadium. And I think it's obviously because of so many people. But I it's it's incredible weather. It's setting up to be a a, a beautiful beautiful weekend down in Dallas and. Uh, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of people that are making that trek down I-35 and just hoping Oklahoma scores and keeps it competitive uh, and, and obviously wins. It's going to be an interesting ball game with so many question marks going in. And this one feels so- different, too. I mean, it's obviously the last year these two teams are in the Big 12. Right. Uh, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey is going to be at the game. And <laughs> like the fact that they're both undefeated and, you know, we might see both these teams in the Big 12 championship on the way out of the conference is also like yeah. a funny angle to me. So um, this feels a little different this year. It's kind of, it's, it's like extra, I mean, it always is, but it's extra exciting. Really excited for it. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's shelf the uh, Tez Walker story for Monday, because I think it's just going to be a lot of uh, shitting on the NCAA and uh, questioning uh, what they actually knew when they knew it and all of that, which we're not, you know, in possession of. Um, and shout out to Mac Brown or, you know, for being petty online. I really, that's my overarching thought. It's just who would have thought that he would be so petty on social media, but here we are. Here we are. Uh, Let's get into our picks. I I believe we've got all four of our picks in and um, I apologize for not passing on better direction because uh, I think we included Brett's picks here on the ones that'll be shown on screen. So, you know, it gives you somebody else to fade if, if you care to give me one moment. Let me, uh, you know, Brett's, Brett's here at the office, by the way, Dylan. I don't know if you can hear the uh, TV, but we've got we've got some kind of uh, country music going on. He's out there banging away at that college football column as we speak. Is he is he listening to Morgan Wallen and, and writing a column right now? <laughs> it's it's like Riley Green or something. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I like one of Very, his. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to not embarrass myself by acting like I know. All right. Well, I feel like it's anticlimactic, but there was no reason to pick the bears and uh, the Washington game tonight. It's the first Thursday night uh, show we've done where we're not picking the Thursday night football game. I don't think anybody objects anything of note, any thoughts there before we dive in. Can I just be the first one tonight? 
<laughs> I could see that happening. Uh, third quarter, late third quarter, and he's just having yeah. to dig in his bag, and he knows Kirk's head's already on Dallas, like ready to get on a plane. <laughs> he has he has not wanted to be in that booth at any point this season uh, with the games that they're offering on Thursday nights. We respect Amazon, though. Good product. You guys are I think all in Oklahoma, be... huh? We'll get there. Yeah, I'll get there. I just wanted to be the first to say rest in peace, Dick Buckus. Okay, fair, fair. Um, oh, yeah, what you're uh, mad because I you yeah like that that'll be the bulk of the sh- of the uh, broadcast tonight. Dick Buckus stories, which I'm very cool with. That's true. I guess it is a Bears game. Great point. If it was Mike Dick, I'd spend more time on it. As uh, I've, I've notably said, he and my grandmother have similar facial features. My mom, my grandmother looks a lot like uh, Mike Dick. Okay. okay. Beautiful, lovely woman. All right. Let's dive in to Saturday, 11 o'clock. Most of us will be present and watching it. Some of us will be working it. Dylan, where will you be? <laughs> Thanks, KJ, for bringing this up. Yeah, so my son, eight years old, he's playing soccer. And uh, the schedule, for every reason, uh, there's no set time. In Austin. Uh, when, in Austin, there's no set time when the games are played. So I got an email about two hours ago saying that the game will be, uh, I believe the start time is 11.45, 11.30, something like that. So I am going to have to um, record the game and do everything I can to avoid score updates from everyone around me, which is going to be probably impossible to do, but I'm going to do my best and then come back home and watch it with him. So, yep, that's what I'm doing. Thanks, KJ. That is dad of the year moves right there. Mm. (laughs) You're the MVP. I respect it. The things we do. I want to report from you on Monday or even Saturday, like how many other fathers are there or how many other players just no-showed? Because an email was an email was sent out Monday saying, like, I think we're going to have, like, a light group. Like, do we have enough to fill the team? Who's going to be there? And I was like, oh, yeah, Parks will be there. Like, he, he will. I mean, he's, we're in town. Um, I wasn't thinking about – the last game was a later a later start time. So, I was my mind was on that. And it just didn't work out that way for your boy. And call something out real quick. Uh, I'm happy to see that my mom heard me uh, say that her mom looks like Mike Dicka. <laughs> It's great, great What's catch. going on? All right. Oh, wow. Well, let's start with Oklahoma, Texas. Uh, I feel good about it. I'm not even going with the homer pick because of the guests. I flat out feel good about it. As a guy who watched four quarters of them play more than in control against SMU, uh, but their defense overperformed, not even overperformed, but performed as they should have in that game. Uh, I think that's what has to show up on Saturday. If so, you know, six and a half is a lot of points uh, for them to be getting. So give me Oklahoma. David? Yeah, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I have, this is the least confident I've felt in my picks uh, thus far this season. That being said, I feel like the only game Texas has come out and not been flat in was Baylor, and that was against uh, a backup who was actually hurt, like his ankle was hurt. So I'm a little worried about that. And plus it's Texas OU and like on paper, Texas should win this game by two touchdowns, but it's Texas OU. I think so. Dude, I, I don't believe in Dylan Gabriel. I've said that a number of times. I don't believe in Dillian Gabriel. I believe in third down Jackson Arnold without a doubt. Okay. Fair. I don't really have anything to, to, to say. To the homers. Oh, go ahead. OU. OU. Okay. To the homers here. 
Eddie. Anything can happen at OU Texas. I think it's one of those games that, you know, it's so cliche to talk about, but one team could be 5-0, and the other team could be 0-5, and, and you're probably going to look up and it's going to be a ball game in the fourth quarter. Uh, I think the, the one thing that you have to worry about if you're an Oklahoma fan is just what that offensive line hasn't been able to do in the run game. Uh, they it's been up and down. They've pass blocked really well, but now you're taking on a, a Texas defensive line and a front seven that is extremely good. And that's my biggest question is if Texas can get pressure on Dylan Gabriel, who has been extremely comfortable, extremely better than he was a year ago in his first season in Norman. If he can deliver the football, be good. They have some wide receivers that are starting to emerge. They got to be able to give him time though, but he hasn't been just completely great under pressure. I guess what quarterback is, uh, but at the same time, on the uh, on the flip side of it, Oklahoma does feel like they are better defensively than they were a year ago. Uh, this is going to be the biggest test that they've had, though. They played well against Cincinnati, who I don't think is any good, but they can run the ball a little bit. And they shut that down up in Cincinnati. This is another great test for them. Texas playing off offensive lines playing extremely well. Jonathan Brooks coming off of a 226-yard game against Kansas. Uh, but I just kind of fall back on this idea that it's over Texas. I think it is going to be tight in the second half there's going to be a special teams play there's going to be something that goes with the momentum how does the team handle that and uh we'll see i i think that i would take oklahoma plus six and a half but i do like uh, texas to win the game probably by a field goal believe it or not which i know texas fans are pretty down right now on uh bird auburn yeah yeah he has not been spectacular this year i also like to point out this line has moved a bit i think it's at five now yeah which well, obviously that's, indicates uh, you know. a lot of confidence on the OU side of things. Um, the, the thing I've been saying about OU um, all season long so far is that I don't know how good OU is because of the competition yeah. they face. They might be really good, and but I, I we know. I mean, Texas has been tested, and they've they've obviously won every game so far, including in Tuscaloosa, um, handled Kansas pretty easily. So I just don't know what to make of OU yet. I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball very well on Texas. You mentioned the Texas D-line has been very strong this year. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I don't. I mean, I, this is I'm, – I'm going with my, my, my heart here. That's that's pretty obvious, I think. But I, I do think Texas is a, a pretty sound football team and, and probably, probably 8 to 10 points better than OU. Um, but like you said, this is a game where kind of anything happens – Last year, I feel like was a was an anomaly. That, that game didn't make a lot of sense. You know, had a, a tight end playing quarterback basically. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what to make of it. But um, I, I do feel I have a quiet confidence about Texas in this game. I love how Texas has handled the post Tuscaloosa win. I think the average wins are like thirty three to ten over Wyoming, Baylor, and Kansas. Uh, and like you said, Oklahoma's. I don't think that all of a sudden they're going to be able to run the ball against the best defensive line they played all season mm -hmm. they're going to attack the edges i think i i think that you will see a lot of option stuff dylan gabriel's been pretty active in the run game here recently and with jackson arnold behind him i don't think you're as scared as maybe you were a year ago in the run game with the quarterback uh so it it's going to be really interesting to see how jeff levy tries to attack that i think if they're going to try to go over the top quite a bit early and see if uh, he can connect with andre anthony or nick anderson or jalil farouk or any of those guys uh you I think that you do want to attack the Texas safeties and we'll see if it turns into a shootout though, Oklahoma has been so inconsistent offensively, uh, you know, at times this year, which is weird to say as well as they played at times. Uh, you know, I don't know if Oklahoma can continue to keep scoring. If Quinn Ewers and that skill set of offense that, that Texas has 
with Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell and all those guys, Jordan Whittington and Jatavian Sanders getting cleared today. It's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they attack that. LSU Missouri will be kicking out the same time. We had this at uh, LSU favored by six. Dylan's the only one on the tight. Well, I guess on the LSU Tigers. Wow, how about uh, that on the road? Reason for Brian Kelly support here, Dylan. Uh, I, I don't. I don't have a lot to to offer here, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it, it just. It just. I, I mean, I just really don't believe in in Missouri right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen him enough Sorry, to I doubt got, him, but yeah, I don't but have a lot. I, I maybe it's coming off the 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 game against Ole Miss, but I just felt like that defense has a lot to lot to work on. LSU's that is same, yeah. same, and plus I've always said that I think Missouri, even though I took Missouri, um, I think I think their journalism school is a little overrated. Um, and you know, I'm still taking them at the end of the day. Um, hot team, but yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. All right. Uh, any strong thoughts on Kentucky, Georgia? We all took Kentucky, Eddie. Uh, it it seems like too many points. I can't figure out what Georgia's doing. Like at the quarterback position, it seems like things are off right now. I don't know if they're just sleepwalking because. They've been so good over the last two years that they feel like they can just get through the East. But it, it's kind of weird right now with things that are happening in Athens. And I think that Kentucky, for the most part, and this might be a little bit of a homer pick with the Mark Stoops angle, I think they have a pretty good football team. They kicked the shit out of Florida on uh, last week. So uh, it will be it will be really interesting to see what happens down there. And I, I would love to see a tight ball game, but I have no idea. Uh, and for the second week in a row, I'll be waking up quite early. Well, not early on Sunday, but watching NFL early on Sunday to watch my Jaguars not overlaid in Toy Story Vision, but playing the Bills. We all picked the Bills here, favored by five and a half. Anyone have any strong thoughts other than the Bills are just really hot right now? Yeah, they they've seemed to have turned it around. They they're playing good football. That's all. That's all I got on that. Simple Jaguars, enough. Your team this year. Their red zone, uh, red zone conversions are terrible. Their pass protection's been very suspect. <clears throat> they stopped running the ball like they did the first couple games, but we'll see. I, I think they'll still be there. Um, Chiefs at Vikings, really the only interesting game I saw in the afternoon slate outside of, uh, I can't even recall, like uh, the Chargers game maybe. Um, Chiefs favored by four and a half on the road. I don't think we'll get Taylor Swift in Minneapolis, but I'm sure that people will be paying attention just in case. Dylan's the only person that, well, actually, Dylan and Brett both picked well, the Chiefs. Brett. Yeah, he's not here, though. David, yeah, I don't any know. strong feelings I'm, here? Or go I'm ahead, just Dylan. riding this Taylor Swift magic right now. As, as long as they keep winning with her on their team, I'm going to keep riding with the Chiefs. David? I think the – I think. <clears throat> Kansas City's they've got some distractions in the locker room. And I think they're gonna pull this out, but Vikings, man, Vikings are a weird team. Like they've looked absolutely horrible for a lot of the season. Uh, but I think they can keep it close at home. That's all I'll say. All right. And uh, a game we'll talk certain we'll certainly talk more more about on Monday. Definitely the uh, highlight of the weekend. Eddie, I don't know where you're Pro football 
allegiances lie, but uh, in the Cowboys Niners at the time of the, I pulled these uh, Niners favored by three and a half. You're going with the Cowboys. I kind of like the Cowboys to win straight up. I know that's insane to say after the way that they played on the road last time in uh, Arizona, but I don't know. This seems like a perfect spot for them. San Francisco's played uh, extremely well. I would say that they've been the best team in the NFC here over the uh, the course of the first four weeks of the season, but uh, I like Dak Prescott and the uh, the Cowboys to go on the road and win Sunday night, which you know I would imagine is going to just make for a Monday morning, uh, mm. you know, quarterbacking at its finest on first take and all those uh, you know <laughs> programs. I just I guess we'll call them, but yeah, it's it should be. I'm excited about it. That's that's definitely the uh, the game of the week, and uh, I, I like the Vikings went straight up this weekend as well. Hmm. I'm, I think I'm right there with you on the Vikings that differ on the Niners. I think the Niners are sound team. Well, coach, not that the Cowboys aren't, but I, I just feel like they will have a game plan put together that will run the ball, which the Cowboys have been struggling against. Um, and their defense is not one to make it easy on the Cowboys, you know, when it comes to red zone conversion. So we'll see, but uh, surprising nobody, David Dillon, both on the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, this, I think this will be, I don't know if I like the Cowboys to win it, but I think it's a field goal game. I think this, I think Monday morning is going to be like, is this a moral victory? Um, one of those things like, <laughs> Hey, you played with them on the road, like, uh, either that, or it's going to be like, did the, did the balance of power shift in the NFC? It's going to suck either way. I can tell you that. And I would just avoid ESPN at all costs, but, uh, I'm riding with the boys. Is Jalen Hurts playing in this game? What? I'm just oh, saying, where okay. would the power be shifting from if okay. uh, if, if the I Eagles are not in this game? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on to our big boy stacks. Close this out. David. Uh, LS, LSU's defense looks really bad. So I'm on that over. 64 and a half. Yeah. Let's go. I will ride the uh, Brian Ferentz, uh Needs to get to what's the 25 and a half is his uh per game average, correct? Yeah, I think so. Uh, last game set them back, uh, not con- pretty considerably. And uh, I would say losing Jeez. Cade McNamara, uh, for the year is not going to help Iowa get there. Purdue, I, I feel great about a Graham Harrell led offense that's finally clicking. Um, but I would be very, very pleased to see a 35 to 3 game. Uh, Purdue at Iowa. So I'll take the under of 39. Dylan. Yeah, I, I don't need to, you know, we've already discussed this game, so I don't need to get into uh, really all that. But I looked at the board, both NFL and college. Nothing jumped out at me. So I decided to push my chips all the way in the middle. Uh, I'm, I'm fully emotionally invested in this game. So I'll, <laughs> it's, it's all or nothing for me at this point. Texas minus oh. six and a half. I love that. Oof. Gosh, we're going to put you on social media alert about 2.30 on Saturday. We'll see how it's going. I'm just going to turn my phone off, I think. (laughs) All right, we'll close it out, Eddie. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in Columbus this weekend. I I don't really know just a ton about Maryland, but I think they can move the football a little bit, and I don't think that they can play a whole lot of defense. So give me the over 57.5 in the Ohio State-Maryland game. I love it. Maryland's been a fun watch. I've uh, I'm I'm enjoying the Loxley experience finally clicking, kind of being what was promised. And sure, to his to his brothers had like four years in that system, so feels like should be that way. Like eight years, should be that way. 
Eddie, can't thank you enough. There's a reason you were the uh, most sought after guest after last year delivered again. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you. It should be fun. Anytime that uh, these two teams get together down in Dallas, it's, it's just, it's literally a party and it's going to be a lot of fun to get back to the Cotton Bowl. You're the man, Eddie. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.